Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter, I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on that. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders, and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combined with climate change, the crisis of refugees... I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. Welcome to Refugee Radio this week. And we're going to listen to an interview about some men, some Tamil men who have been in detention for 10 years. There's an event on today, which is at the Thornbury Picture Theatre at 4.15, and that's showing a documentary film by MIA, who is a Tamil uh, woman who um, comes from a refugee family who escaped the war. Uh, so you're going to hear an interview by one of the friends of um, some people who are in detention, have been in detention for 10 years. So have a listen. Uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us on 3CR Community Radio. Um, so first of all, can I ask you to tell us a bit about um, what this uh, fundraising is for? So we're, we're raising funds through a film th- showing at Thornbury Picture House. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, why, why did this come about? Like, what, what is the money going towards? Um, the first of all, we, we want to talk about, uh, about these guys, uh, about this community, and want to tell the community. So we, every year, last few years, we're doing a different uh, theme. So this year, um, the Picture House, uh, we talk with them. They are very happy to do uh, work with us, too. So we thought, okay, so... The film also telling about the refugee life and uh, some, you know, so that's a good point to uh, film. And also we thought to do um, some way help for the the guys, also their family. So that's a, we thought to do small fundraising. Yes. So um, am I right in saying this is three Tamil men who um, are trying to claim asylum here in Australia? but have been refused to be released into the community by the Australian government, by Border Force, um, and so they are trapped in detention. Um, how much can you tell me about, about these men? Are they, are they in, in Melbourne or elsewhere? Yeah, two of, uh, two of them are in Melbourne, uh, one guy in uh, Sydney Willowood. So, yeah, they, they came um, as a refugee 2009 uh, December, so it's still uh, they are locked up. So in uh, they never been outside. So yeah, 
you know, 10 years' life they lost in inside the barrier or inside the, some. Mm. Inside, um, is this MITRE detention centre up in Broadmeadows, is that right, for the two? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And so as a friend of theirs, you, you're hoping to, um, along with your community and some supporters, raise funds um, to, to send to these men and to their families so that they can use that in, in detention, is that right? Yeah, we, yeah. you know, the last 10 years, they are uh, locked up. So they never been outside to any any time or anywhere. So we thought to spend for them also some money if they like to buy any, you know, any uh, shoe or any cap or any T-shirt. So something branded or, you know, the, something they like things. And also uh, most of our money are they be going to help for their families. So... Mm. Uh, uh, some have a uh, some uh, one guy have a family uh, daughter, so we going to help uh, the daughter and also others uh, we mm. helping for their. Yes, family. it sounds like a great way to directly help um, people who are victims of Australia's punitive um, immigration laws, uh, and so the film itself is called Matangi Maya M I A. Uh, and it's airing on Sunday the 24th at 4.15pm. We'll repeat those details later on, but can you tell us about why this, uh, why this documentary was chosen as the film that you were, you're raising funds with? Um, um, so the Maya is, uh, her background also Sri Lankan refugee, so she, uh, she did a lot of things for the Sri Lankan uh, people, so... So and also she's been recently to Melbourne and uh, there's documentary uh, telecast view uh, theater in Melbourne and Australia also. So uh, it's uh, I didn't watch this uh, documentary, so I'm also waiting for watch on that day. And uh, there a lot of people said it's a very um um lot of messages have uh, and lot of um refugees life lives are uh, um mm. facing you know the, through this. Uh, Flynn. Yeah, as a documentary, I've heard it's been really well received. It was a big hit at the Berlinale and at Sundance. Um, the the film's name again is Matangi slash Maya slash M I A, and uh, it, it's a documentary about M I A, the musician, um, uh, with a lot of personal footage and um, including the tracking of her life as a Sri Lankan Tamil refugee and uh, talking about her her history and so it seems quite apt that that money from from this will be shared by Thornbury Picture House with um with uh yourself and the the community raising funds for um these Tamil asylum seekers. Uh can you also Nero tell us please about um the community event that's happening on the 1st of December? Um what what's that about? Uh that's a kind of uh community gathering and uh, we invite a lot of uh, uh the refugees uh, who locked up in immigration camp in, uh, around Australia. So we kind of a meeting, invite them to introduce the community people. A lot of people are living, um, you know, isolated from the community and also they not have much friendship and also some are struggling find out uh, work and things. A lot of things are we, uh, uh, we think about and we we going to together on that day and also mainly we talk about these guys are last 10 years are locked up guys so yeah that's the main um um themes yeah um so the event is called refugees 10 years in detention solidarity community event 
Uh, it's happening on Sunday, the 1st of December from 1 p.m. at the Newlands Neighbourhood House in Coburg North. So that's Newlands Neighbourhood House, Coburg North, 1st of December from 1 p.m. Um, but a lot sooner is going to be the film fundraiser. So if you're interested in watching Watangi Maya MIA, then uh, head on over to Thornbury Picture House. That's on Sunday the 24th at 4.15pm. And you can get tickets on the Thornbury Picture House website, which is thornbury, thornburypicturehouse.com.au. I've been speaking to Nero, who is a friend of the three gentlemen who are locked up in detention. Uh, Nero, thank you so much for joining us on 3CR. So you're listening to Refugee Radio on 3CR, and that was an interview about uh, some men who have been in detention for 10 years uh, in Melbourne, in Australia. Uh, And we just want to thank Wednesday Breakfast for sharing the interview with us. Uh, So again, the film is on today, uh, the 24th, uh, 4.15 at the Thornbury Picture House. And the following week on the 1st of December, there is going to be a community event that's between 1 to 3 at Newlands Community House. Uh, That event's uh, been organised by the refugees who are in detention, uh, their friends and their visitors. So if you want to come along and support them and show them that they're not forgotten, that would be great. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada and you're listening to 3CR Pro-Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. Tune in to Power From The Margins, 3CR's broadcast for International Day of People with Disability on 3rd of December. From 7am to 7pm, we'll feature BIPOC perspectives, live music, artists and discussions. For details, visit 3cr.org.au forward slash Disability Day 2019. Hi, this is Rafiv Ziada and you're listening to 3CR Pro-Palestinian Happily Proud Radio. So you're listening to Refugee Radio and next we have an interview uh, by the Justice for Refugees group. Uh, they have a rally coming up on the 7th of December, which you'll hear about. Uh, this is going to be a two-part interview, and you'll hear the second half uh, next week. And just want to thank the crew um, on the Doing Time show on Mondays 4 to 5 for getting them to come in. Okay, enjoy. Sure, I'll start. Um, hello again. <laughs> My name is Mohammed. I would like to thank for all the listeners that are listening to this issue. And we have some concern about what is happening to us. Firstly, I would like to say what this event means to us. This event, we are not fighting for anything else than just our basic human rights. We are just children, mothers and fathers who want their children to study and want to see their children. Nothing more than just having to reunite with their family. This is a basic right that we are denied by the Australian government and we will fight. We will fight till we get our rights. This is something concerning and that the community should know about. And yeah, so just a little bit about my background. I came here when I was about eight years old and I, tra- I migrated to Australia by Boyd where I was kept in detention center for about six months in total in Christmas Island and in Darwin. And when I, when I first came in Melbourne, I was actually denied the right to study. I, when I went into language school, the first thing that they said to me is that you cannot come here. What was I to think? Just a little child having the right, having their right denied by a teacher I did not have the right to study English. That's a basic right. What should I do? So I sat home, sat home for a while until the call came that I was able to attend school. 
and the first thing in school that happened was a national test called the NAPLAN test and I was also denied the right to complete this NAPLAN test for a reason that my English was not good. This is what our schools are teaching us. They are placing our children in a hierarchy. This should not happen. Our children should not be placed in a hierarchy. Aren't we being told every single day in our lives that we are all equal? Doesn't matter about our skin color, our visas, or our situation. We are all one and we are all human beings. However, I was denied the right to complete an upland test. A test that I have been studying for that has challenged my skills and abilities. So I stood, I fought every lunchtime I used to read a book. Until I went to the principal's office and I sat down and I said, Oh, I'm going to complete this test whether you like it or not. So she said, sure, fine, go sit. And thank God, after all, I did it and I, I was happy, really happy with the result. And this gave me hope. The hope that I can fight and to get my justice and right from this government that have they are abandoning my rights and my, all the 30,000 people just like me. Our children, they sleep at night with having the hope that what will happen when I finish grade 12? Will I go to university? Well, let me just tell you, the answer is definitely in no. We are denied the right to go to university. So what should I think as a student? Should I think that, oh, maybe one day I will go to university? No, I cannot think this with this government. They are abandoning me. They are giving my hopes to go down and down into a spiral. But I will fight. I will fight until this right and justice is gained from the Australian government. See, there's no edu- you can't get an education. I cannot get in, in a basic bachelor education because I am denied to enter university with the current visa that I have. Are you quite sure about that? Have you sought legal advice? I have sought legal advice and the only options for me are to get a full scholarship or to pay it. And how can I pay it if my ASRC is being cut for five years? My dad right now, he has a work injury and he has not been for three months. So my mom has to work f- full time just so she could pay my bills. And then she has to pay for my university? She cannot do that. You know, one of these days, very soon, it'll be really good for you all to come back to the studio and I'm going to have someone from the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre to have a chat with us. Thank you very much. And we're on air. We will um, have them answer all your questions and try and get people some help. Thank you. And maybe maybe in a couple of weeks we can do that. Thank you. All right. um, Next one. Um, Hello. My name is Rakai, as I said before. Um, As I said, I came to Australia with my family when I was eight years old. And uh, we came after 13, 12 and we were sent forcefully to Manus Island and my family was the only Iraqi family that was forced to get sent to Manus Island in the detention centre there. The conditions there were really bad and I stayed, uh, family, my family stayed there for about seven months, I think. And I was, um, I was sick and I got separated from my, uh, my brother and dad just to get my, to go see a specialist to Australia. I got sent with my mum and I, they said that I had to wait until I get my treatment. But then they sent me to another doctor where he said I was fine and there was nothing wrong with me and I can go back to Manus Island, me and my mum. If we refuse, they said that we will not see my brother or dad if we stay in Adelaide. So right now, we've uh, since then, we st- like stayed about a year and a half in detention centre going around until 2014. We finally got put in uh, the community, but we, were, we had no rights to study or 
work. My brother was, I missed, me and my brother missed two years of schooling. Uh, when we came out, my brother was about 18 years old and he was pleading to get into high school just to finish his high school, but he was not allowed until finally they got him into high school where he was badly treated or like racism or something by teachers against him being at school and how you know how it would feel for being yeah. the only kid at school who is older than everyone else and he had to study year 12 twice because he couldn't get into university because he wasn't not allowed because of our visa and then we applied for temporary protection visa, but we were not allowed. We got a refusal, first refusal, and then we were sent to the IAA yeah. uh, for another, like, to see our case again. But then we were refused again, and you ha you get the feeling that they didn't even look at the case because it, we get we got the. Um, the result back like a few days after Christmas or New Year and they're like, oh, you've been refused again. After being refused, now my family, uh, the RSS payments have been cut and there's a lot of people like us who have uh, um, um, got their attempt, like seeking asylum refused and um, it's really hard for the families here, even their Medicare being yeah. cut for us. So you're in limbo. You, you don't quite know. Yeah, you never... All of you are, really, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, we never yeah. settled down. We come here from countries that are war, poverty. Right now, Iraq is full of uh, protest. And, like, you see 20-year-old uh, boys getting killed in literally yeah. hit by guns. But I think here in Australia, they just kill us slowly and slowly mentally while... Um, I don't think it's like humanity. It's not no, it human, isn't. yeah. And you're 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 not going to be killed, yeah, because um you're going to fight for what you want. Yeah, we are yeah. fighting to get our rights and humanity. And you're you're pretty young, aren't you? How yeah, are you? yeah. I'm yeah. about sixteen, and I'm studying year ten, and I'm worried about when I finish high school because I don't know if I can get into uh, university. I want to study and become something that I can comp contribute to this society. But I don't think the government is letting us to do just that basic right. I think, you know, what I feel has, is happening here is that some of the things that people are talking about, and, and Hassan, I think you've brought quite a few people in here mm -hmm. um, over the last couple of weeks. And I think what's important is that there are services out there. There's very few services, but people don't know about it. Yep. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? So mm. we need to somehow connect people to the right service. Yeah, we yeah. just want people to stand on our side and see that there's things, because maybe a lot of people might not know about refugees and how they live because yeah. we are all parents and children and families who have, families are separated who haven't seen their families because we're not allowed to travel or have any rights to study or work. So it's really hard for us. We just want to ask the community or Australian people to stand our side and come to the rally with us on 7th of December at 2pm at the uh, Victoria State Library. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad that, um, that, that people are organising. It's, it's really fantastic to see. And someone else who hasn't had a turn? Um, yeah. Um, Your I name? 
mass. I'm mass. Yeah. So um, in regards to what Mohammed said, um, that we cannot study, like we cannot go to university, he's right. So what they say is like uh, they count us as international students. And um, the fee for international student is pretty, you know, it's a massive fee. You're not, you're not going to pay like 10000 You have to pay more than 40000 for a course, maybe more than that. And, you know, it's very hard for us that um, some of us don't have the right to study, don't have the right to work. And like when you don't have the right to work, how are you going to pay for your um, studying, you know? And uh, when we want to get a job, they say to us like, um, you are you don't have the qualification to work and you know we are staying in the middle of something that says like you have to work and you can't work and we don't know what to do so um there are people that have been rejected also that i was going to talk about that this is a very hard situation as well so they reject you once like me and my family they rejected us once and again the second time um, with me, I haven't got SRSS payment for more than three years now. So I can't say about SRSS, but there are many people who have like disabilities. There was a man like a few weeks ago that we met. Um, he was a full disability. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't um, like, you know, he could only speak. He couldn't move his hand properly. And like, you know, it's very hard for him to not get any payments. Like, how can he work? I want Australian government to come see him and say, like, as a human being, not, not as a doctor only, how can he work when he cannot walk properly? He can only mm. speak, you know. Um, it's a very hard situation for many people. You know, it's 30,000 people. We might say, like, 10,000 are fine, okay? They are, like, fine human beings. But the m more than, like, 20,000, they have this mental issue that, they are suffering from what they've been through. And it's a very hard situation. Like, we all been through it, and um, we are trying to fight for our rights. And we are asking all Australian community to stay um, with us and stand up to say justice for refugees and people seeking asylum. Because we are suffering. Like, if you just think about, like, a human being, this is not what a human being have to be through. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because because it's a it's it's actually a, a violation of human rights, and yeah. the Doing yeah. Time show is is a show that provides a safe environment for people such as yourselves, refugees, to come in and talk about what's going on. Yeah. And Mohammed, is it? Yeah, yep. I'm just sorry. Yep. So. Um, I won't look at you because otherwise it won't come out of the microphone. But. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, do you have anything to say? Um, all I have to say is that we really need the encouragement of our MPs. We need the encouragement and the help of our MPs to come and say that this issue is happening in our land, in our country, and it needs to be raised. And I, I think the point is that we're trying to... The message that we're trying to get across in this... Um, and this conversation is that most of the people in our community don't know about our issue and don't know that people like us are facing these challenging times and these uh, situations. And our local MPs are really uh, uh, the voice. They are our voice and they are the people who represent us. And I, in my opinion that if we do have our, really our MPs on our side, we can really get our message across to all the Australian community. And this is really important. 
and what we are trying to do is just to stand up because there are really people we are we're not we are very voiceless and with our we are local MPs we can really have a voice and a say in our community because with our yeah. visa situation we can't really do anything well you know is our government sane that's what we need to ask yeah that's true i mean yeah it's good what you're saying but the coalition government um, the Morrison government is very unwelcoming towards refugees. Yeah. 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 And what do we do about that? You're actually, you're absolutely correct, though, that we do need to work within the system. It is a rotten system. It is mm -hmm. a broken system. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I just also wanted to ask, um, just to clarify, just one by one, if you could just um, say what detention centres you've been in. Um, I've been in Christmas Island. I've been all, in all detention centres for the um, time that I've been there. And after that, they transferred me to Adelaide detention. And that's Maz? Yes, Maz. Um, yeah, I've been to Menas Island. Uh, first, I entered Christmas Island, then Menas Island, and then back to Christmas and went around in Darwin, Adelaide, back to Christmas into a detention centre that was already closed down where they put all the people from Menas Island there. And, and then they finally got people in who came by boat, but they, we were treated badly they're like show they made us as like oh see they from manners look they look like criminals or something like that so i've been through a lot and then finally i got into melbourne's uh, detention center and then yeah and then i'll put in the community and you're still alive and you're here yep <laughs> still going through it you're strong we survived yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what the human body can can up with you know yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's incredible yeah because a lot of people going through this situation are uh, um, they get depression anxiety my parents uh, or other people uh, there's a lot of people who are asylum seekers who have mental issues who have to see psychologists who um, have to take medications for depression and anxiety what for for this government not giving us the right for humans that's exactly right and uh, yeah, um, I've been in uh, detention, all detention centers yeah. um, in uh, Christmas Island, and also been in the Darwin detention center, where I was kept for approximately three months. Um, there was medical care, but we did not really have any sort of medical care towards us. It was just basic medical care, such as uh, vaccinations. But if you really would not uh, have any treatment of any sort. And also, many pe just like uh, Raya said, many people do face uh, with um, anxiety and depression through these times because uh, it is a very severe emotional period for these people, for them not having to be able to see their families for a lot of years. Just like my, uh, myself, I haven't been able to see my sister for approximately seven years now. And what's my answer to that? And just because of this, my mom is facing from severe depression and anxiety because, of course, she has this is her child that she has not seen for seven years. And we need people who need to put themselves in our shoes and look at it from their perspectives. So you've been listening to the first part of an interview with the Justice for Refugees group and we'll continue the interview next week. Again, thank you for doing uh, to Doing Time show on Mondays 4 to 5 for having them come in. And just a reminder, if you're free today, get down to the Thornbury Picture House and show your support to some refugees in long-term detention. Okay, that's all for now.
Outer Urban Projects and La Mama present The Audition, a multi-authored work interrogating the protocols and power relationships of the audition process to uncover what it means to seek asylum. Director Irini Vela has assembled an exceptional team of award-winning writers, including Christos Tsiolkas, Melissa Reeves, Patricia Cornelius, Tess Lisiotis and Wahibi Musa, with Iranian associate artists Sara Davudi and Milad Noruzi, performing alongside Mary Sitarinos, Peter Paltos and musician Vahidi Essari. The audition, 13th to the 24th of November, bookings at lamama.com.au. Outer Urban Projects, a 3CR supporter.